welcome back to the Quilting Stories podcast. Um, at this point, a very sporadic podcast, but um, <laughs> our hopes are to to do it more often. Um, but so I'm I'm one of the co-hosts, uh, Jeff Rutherford, and you can find me on Instagram at Jeff Rutherford. And I've been quilting for um, I think 21 years now. Nice. Um, and so, so my co-host Elaine can introduce herself. And I'm Elaine Wick Poplin. I'm Messy Goat on Instagram. And I've been quilting for over 40 years, which is exciting because I'm not 50 yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how and are you, Jeff? What have you been up to? So we don't we don't have a um, interview this episode. We just wanted to do a quick um, kind of catch up episode with each other and kind of what we're working on. Um, how am I doing? Um, I would say that my uh, Sojo has kind of uh, left the building for a while, um, but I have four quilts that I'm um, hopefully will I've have them registered for a local show, which is at the end of April, and I need to sew um, the bindings on. And one of them I have the binding on, but I haven't done the hand sewing behind me. Um, and I used uh, Elaine's uh, binding tutorial, which you can find online. Where do you want? Do you want to tell them where to find that or what to Google? Yes, it is at messygoat.com, which is an even more sporadic blog than this podcast is. <laughs> um, but it's called Quilt Binding for the Lazy Perfectionist. It is just a photo tutorial. However, um, at Jeff's urging, I will be making. Um, short videos that I will put up on a YouTube channel that is currently completely empty. Um, Messy Goat Sews will be the YouTube channel there. The final step of attaching a binding by machine can be kind of confusing. How to get those the final seam edge to edge to go together and be flat. So I made a quick little video for Jeff and it was slightly out of um, off center and not great, but I know what I'm doing now, so I can do a better one. <laughs> and I have a quilt ready to bind right now, so I'll be able to do that in the next few days. That's great. And uh, the uh, blog um, uh, uh, tutorial for the binding, um, which is, you know, obviously text and photos, was really good, except for that final step, um, which is a little bit um, complicated. I mean, I, I think that, um, you explained it well. I just couldn't, I just couldn't get my, my head around it. Um, as you said, that kind of final step of where you've attached the binding to the quilt and you're, um, at the very end where the two, um, pieces of binding meet. Um, and I ended up just overlapping them. So it'll and be that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's just not as flat. Right. Um, and some I do better with photo tutorials, and you do better with video, and so there it takes all kinds. So it does. I can now that I have my setup better, and I will mark off where the center of my <laughs> my screen is and where the edges are, so I don't go off the edges in a demo video. And it'll be fast because I think that one little section, if I do it efficiently, won't take six minutes like the one I did for you. So <laughs> that's great. Because that was ridiculous. So, yeah, so I have those four bindings that I need to get done. Um, and 
other than that, what I've been working on kind of slowly but steadily, I haven't finished um, Bonnie's um, uh, mystery. Yeah, from exactly. December. Thank you. Yeah, my mind went blank. Um, well, you've been Hunter's working all day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we're doing this in the afternoon, so I, I haven't finished Bonnie Hunter's um, annual mystery quilt yet. Which is how do you pronounce it? Is it Chilawathi? Chilawi. Chilawi. Okay, so. Um, I'm still working on that. And this year I did end up using her um, uh, color palette. So I've been pretty happy with that. And I've got, I think, four or five of the big blocks done. So It goes together pretty fast unless you do what I did and add a whole bunch of extra unnecessary pieces. Yeah. Do you want to tell how you did it? Because you always put a different spin on, on, on your version yeah, for the last past, several years. Always. Yeah, I either choose different colors or I do something weird. This year, I chose different colors and did everything half size. So I chose Christmas colors, but at half size, it was spotty with the open squares in the sashings. And so I filled some, I filled all the sashings with more nine patches because I'm crazy. So (laughs) it's very, very busy at that size, but it's not spotty. And have you posted, I can't remember, did you post a, a final photo of the top on um, Instagram? Probably with a cat on it. I mean, I'd right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was pretty soon after the reveal, so I imagine gotcha. I probably did. Yeah. And so why don't you um, tell us about what you've been working on? I've noticed um, various photos on Instagram and Facebook, but we haven't really talked about it um, via text. Uh, you're it seems like you're doing a lot of um, circles and and applique. Is that correct? Uh, well, not applique so much right now. I've done. I did a mandala. Oh, that was that yeah, was yeah. That one was and hand what, applique. Was that applique? Yeah, that was all hand applique back in January when I okay. got that done. It's now quilted and bound. Oh, wow! Um, you're fast. And I finished the binding in the Cherry Woods booth at QuiltCon, actually. So, so I was, you know, live and in person. And so, why, why don't you mention that? And tell people what you were doing at, at QuiltCon. I am a Cherry Woods ambassador for a Cherry Wood hand dyed fabrics in Minnesota. And because QuiltCon was in Atlanta, I was only three and a half hours. And they had to drive 19 hours to get down there. So it's obviously easier for someone to come three hours, three and a half hours. So I just hopped over for the week and helped in the booth. And the idea was that I would be able to sew um, during the calm parts, but there weren't any calm parts. So I'd sewed (laughs) a tiny amount, but not a whole lot. I came home and finished the top, the quilt top that I had been working on in the booth, and it is now quilted. And that's what I will use for my binding tutorial in the coming days. That's great. So, yeah. And so uh, you said you didn't get to do much quilting. So were you just working in the booth and showing yeah, people fabric we, and talking to people? We had a prime location. So when you came into that vendor hall, we were one of the first. Um, you, did, you couldn't see us from the door, but if you came up the, you know, we were the second aisle on the corner. So we were right there. And the booth was pretty covered up all, almost all four days. The last day on Sunday, that, that day was a bit slow. Right. But um, it always is. 
yeah, and so we I'm assuming you've got up. a chance to. I'm assuming you've got a chance to take a look at the the quilts on um, display. I took a run, literally, through the quilt displays and almost shoved people out of the way to get pictures <laughs> of the quilts and the write-ups so that when I had time, I could look at them at my leisure. But I couldn't peruse. I couldn't do the museum-style wandering that I like to do and then go right. back to the favorites. So it was it was a different experience to be a vendor. Very, very different experience. But a lot of fun. I had a great time. And so. and did anything jump out at you? I mean, I know you didn't have the the leisurely time um, um, in terms of the quilts on display. It's always stimulating. It's always fun to see what people do with the same fabrics and the same theme. We were right next to the tenth anniversary quilt con um, exhibit, exhibit, so that one was really really cool. I got to see it more than any of the others because I had right. to pass it <laughs> to get to our booth, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a neat show from what I saw. I wasn't able to see a whole lot, but mm -hmm. I enjoyed what I did see. And I did get to see Sean Kimber's exhibit. And as always, just that as I did take my time looking at her quilts, seeing them all together, it was pretty powerful. That's great. And so are you uh, doing a lot of long arming for customers? Uh, not yet, but not yet. I'm welcoming it. So I'm just, I haven't put my name out there yet. I haven't posted about it yet because I've got, I'm working down the backlog of the ones that I had in process. And since I'm not teaching school anymore, now I've got time. So it's just a matter of knocking through those. But I do, I have a few people here locally in Alabama that are going to start giving me theirs. I've got two customer quilts in the queue and I've got a bunch of yours. So I mean, <laughs> I'll be, great. I'll be able to keep myself out of trouble once That's I put great. my name out there. So, and so, so what are you doing um, now? I mean, you said you finished the, the mandala mm -hmm. um, in January. I, so what are you working on now? I made another one using Misty Fuse and Fusible and did the whole thing. And that one was pretty quick. I did that in a few days with a very controlled, um, color palette instead of just whatever hit my hand like the last one so this one i chose the colors in advance put the misty fuse on and just went for it and was that hand applique as well or did you machine that no misty fuse is a fusible but it doesn't right. change the drape of the fabric so you just glue it on right but then after you glued it on did you did you do any um no i'll just uh, quilt it you just quilt on top yeah. of it oh yeah, got I'll it just quilt it got it i mean i, I could sure. certainly you can do I, 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 I'm, I'm showing my ignorance because uh, I've done a lot of uh, different things, but I have never done applique oh. of any kind, machine okay. or hand. So I'm, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying about fusible, but I, I wasn't sure like if you if you did an additional stitch around the the edge. You can, you can. There are a lot of people do. I'm not going to just for speed. I will use the sure. quilting stitches to do it. Mm -hmm. but to go around each one, but, um, and you will go around each one when you're quilting. I'm sorry. You will go around each one when you're stitching. Probably. Yeah. Or yeah. through it. But I imagine just going around the edges. Right. I haven't decided if I'm going to do my <laughs> usual thing and match the fabric in the thread color, or if I'm going to contrast on purpose. So we'll see. 
<laughs> place your bets. <laughs> yes. And and I know that you're always constantly thinking or planning. So what 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 will you be working on after that one? Uh, well, I yesterday cut all of the pieces to make another partial block down, which is a pattern I released in September. And I'm and doing where can people this, find that? Yeah, yeah, my Etsy shop. And if you want to do one exactly what, like the one on the cover, then you can get the pattern and the kit from Cherrywood. So they sell it. It was in the booth behind me at QuiltCon, which was fun. I had my own little corner. That's great. But yeah, so I cut all the pieces to do that one out of batiks that are not in a gradient as much as a value flow. So it'll be really interesting to see how it how it plays, whether or not it's successful. I don't know if it will be or not, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> so we'll see. Great. So. Yeah, I... Um... I'm not sure what I'll work on after I finish the the um, Bonnie Hunter mystery. Um, most likely, I will probably go back to kind of plodding along with my 365, which has been years now in the making. <laughs> um, and if someone's not familiar, there's uh, a quilter in um, Australia. I think her name is Catherine Kerr. Um, and uh, she has an annual 365 quilt, which means that if you sign up, um, you get a uh, block pattern every day of the year. Um, and I'm not sure what the size of the final one is, but um, I've been slowly working on that among a lot of other things. So that's probably what I'll end up working on, but you never know. Um, I've also, as you know, have been following Cheryl Arkinson, um, who uh, this year, last year she did um, 52 blocks and she released a video on Instagram every week. And you can still go back into her um, feed on Instagram and find those. Um, but this year uh, she has moved over to YouTube um, and she's not doing every week. She's doing um, once a month. Um and um, it's kind of interesting. Her idea for this year, which um, I think is pretty cool, her her inspiration for this year was a treasure map. Um, so she's doing blocks kind of um, with that kind of in mind, not a literal interpretation, um, but you can check that out on her um, uh, on her YouTube, which um, I, I, I'll probably go and, and um, start working on some of those blocks as well. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. The key to getting through a um, lack of inspiration in the sewing room is just to show up. <laughs> I think and, you're right. Yeah. And <laughs> I've, I've gotten really good results out of just showing up. So, I mean, you don't have to do amazing stuff. Just show up. Yep. That's great so, advice. <laughs> yeah. Well... Uh, what else? Do you have any future, like, something you want to conquer in quilting soon? Something you want to try? Like, oh, I don't know, applique that you've never tried before? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think applique. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I've long wanted to do a, um, uh, illustrative quilt, um, 
along the lines of what Jack Etson does. And then um, my friend who I know, who's a, a nationally known quilter, Tim Natar, um, released a book on photo mosaics as well. Um, her style is a little bit um, different uh, than than Jack's, but um, that's that's what I've really been thinking about. And, yeah. and most likely, if I did that, um, it would probably be of a musician. I'm not sure who yet. Um, either that or I've, I've also thought about, um, because I love kind of like those 1950s and 1940 or 1950s, really, um, paperbacks and like the painted covers of kind of noir um, mysteries and, and horror. And I've thought about like maybe taking some of those um, and, and using that as an inspiration. Um, I know some people, and I know that, you know, this is kind of controversial. Some people would say like, oh, that's copyrighted. But at this point, knowing what I know about book publishing, it would be pretty much impossible to track down the original artist. And most likely the original artist of those is no longer alive and most likely does not have an estate that you could even contact for permissions. Well, and permission to make it for yourself. True, true. I mean, I mean it, it, it only comes into play because, you know, one of the things that, you know, I mean, you're you're asking what I want to work on. I mean, one of my long-term goals, as you know, is um, I want to make a um, series of blocks based on um, Marvel characters and um, really doing them um, kind of in that pixelated style. Um, and there's a woman and gosh, what is her name? quilter um it's totally blanking um she did you can just you can you can google it she did uh, a minecraft uh quilt and um she just released blocks and blocks because there's so many minecraft characters um and you know it was great because she would release a block once a once a week and it's you know on her blog so it's you know up there for you know whenever someone comes along um, so I kind of have the same idea of doing that with Marvel and, you know, I, I actually have a quilting blog, which I rarely, um, update, but that would be something to, to fun to do. And, and again, in terms of permissions, I would not, obviously I would not sell those patterns. It would be up there for people to, to use and I wouldn't sell the, the, the quilts. So I'm not really that worried. Right. I've, I've only, um, rented a or had to address copyright of my own when I did the pinna illusion. The I have a it's called I the quilt I named it I named the quilt Vertigo, but it's four interlo or four circles that are concentric that look like they're interlocking. And it went to QuiltCon in twenty seventeen, was in their book. It's been at Paducah and Grand Rapids and, you know, all over the place. Right. But I, and at International Quilt Festival in Houston, I got permission from Dr. Penna in Italy to show it and promised in my request that I would not write a pattern for it and I would not sell it. You know, I'm not going to make money off of his idea. So, so what, what was his idea exactly? The illusion. It was his oh, design. Oh, the illusion. Okay, yeah, it was okay, his design gotcha. from a 2002 neuro neurology 
paper about ah, gotcha. peripheral vision and how it affects your uh, interpretation of optical illusions. And he granted me permission and said, please enter it in shows. You can keep the prize money. Thank you for, for asking. Because um, I had said, if I win anything, how would you like me to disperse the funds? Right, yeah. And he said, no, no, no. And he was in Italy. I mean, he was, he was super nice about it. Yeah. Because I asked. And, and I'm assuming you've sent him a photo of the final. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I sent him a photo of it. <laughs> I sent him links to articles about it. You know, I, right. I tried to make sure he was aware of what was and, going on. And again, and um, this is totally my fault. My mind is a total blank. But there's, a, there's another quilter who does a podcast. And I know you probably know the name. She's on Facebook. Um, and she's a professor. And um, she originally started... Um, doing a lot of podcasts specifically talking about um, copyright um, and quilts. Uh, Sam Hunter? No. no. Uh, in, anyway, okay. um, what, I, what I was going to say is, you know, I, I was just going to say, like, you know, my caveat is I'm not a copyright um, right. lawyer. But, you know, there's, you know, there are, there is flexibility in that law of basically interpreting artwork. And and believe it or not, there's actually there's a case that the Supreme Court is in the midst of deciding about Andy Warhol. Mm. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's a it's um, he was sued by his estate was sued by this state of Prince because he had done um, uh, uh, an um, adaptation of of a Prince photo. Oh wow. Um, and I could have the details wrong about that, but, but so there, there's, there's, and, and again, I mean, I'm sure if you're a copyright lawyer and you're listening to this, you're cringing because of, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place, but, but there is a, um, a, an allowance of kind of like adapting, um, you know, artwork to make it your own, but that's hazy, but yeah, yeah. I just, I don't enter quilts into shows that are not my own design. You know, out of my own head because right, I just don't right. want to risk it. I just no. yeah. And I, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily saying it in terms of like copying uh, another quilt, but you know, um, one of the ideas for illustrative quilts that I've had beyond like a musician is actually doing like an illustrative quilt of like an album cover mm -hmm. um, because they're like distinctive album covers and right. And again, I think like you know, they're you know, if you want to be on the safe side of getting, you know, permission from uh, the actual designer, um, the, the visual designer or the um, record company. Yeah. Yeah. Never a bad idea to get no, permission. No, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, which is exactly what my thinking was with the pinna illusion, because I, I wanted to do it. I wanted right. to show it because I knew it would be super cool. <laughs> and... Once I knew I wanted to show it, I mean, I made it before I asked permission because I, I just wanted to make it to see if I could. But once I made it and realized it was cool, I contacted him to say, hey, is it okay? Can I put it in this show? <laughs> I'll give you credit every single time it shows. And I did. And so. That's great. Yeah. But pretty cool. Pretty fun. Well, cool. Well, it looks Sounds like you're getting back into it. I mean, you've I had so. a couple trips and <laughs> busyness. Have. Exactly. Um, good. 
Well, it was great. It was great to catch up. Um, and again, uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's just Jeff Rutherford, all one word. And Elaine, uh, I am Messy Goat on Instagram and Messy Goat Sews at Etsy. And my completely empty YouTube channel will hopefully have something on it soon. At also Messy Goat Sews. Great, and um, we'll be back soon with an interview with a quilter. Yay. <laughs>